Welcome to the LFC Podcast, where our mission is to make, deploy, and multiply mature and equipped Christ followers. Our prayer is that you'll be challenged and inspired to live your life for Jesus Christ by the preaching of the Word. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified every time we release new content. Now, let's get ready to jump into the Word. Man, but last week, um, last week we jumped into Scripture. We jumped into 1 Kings in the chapter of 18, and we talked about the... Oh... We talked about the altar. Come on now, who was not here and heard the word, the altar? Oh man, well if you weren't, you need to go back on YouTube, Lima First Church, watch that word. I believe that it will change your life as it changed my life. But, but we, uh, we met the prophet of God named Elijah. Someone say Elijah. And during this time, this time period, the king of Israel was named King Ahab. And he was married to a lady named Jezebel, and they were Baal worshipers, all right? They instilled false worship in the land of Israel, and they were just, they were bad news, all right? They were no good, no good. They were so bad that God sent the prophet Elijah to prophesy that there was not going to be any rain. I'm, I'm going to make it, uh, I, I'm gonna, there's gonna be a drought in the land. There's not even going to be dew on the ground until I say so, until my word. So for three and a half years, Crops died, streams were drying up, and there was no food. And then God, he tells the prophet Elijah, he tells him to set up a contest. Come on, who knows the story? Set up a contest. You, Elijah, between the prophets of Baal, and they would both call on their God. Elijah would call on the one true God. Someone say amen. And the prophets of Baal would call on their God, right? And they, whichever, whichever God would respond to their call, that, that would, they would be the real deal. That God would be the real God. And it was totally epic, right? It was totally epic. You know the story? The prophets of Baal, they did their thing. They're, they're screaming and crying out and, and they're cutting themselves and nothing happened, right? Nothing happened. And then Elijah is up and what does he do? Remember, he rebuilt the altar of the Lord and then he, he adds some dramatic flair to this and he dug a big old trench around the altar that he rebuilt and then what did he do? He poured water on, on the altar, on the sacrifice, on everything. There was so much water that it filled the trench that he dug, right? He sacrificed to the Lord and then we learned that Elijah, he prayed to the Lord at the altar, and someone say immediately. Immediately. 
immediately when he prayed, the fire of God flashed down from heaven and, it, and the fire burnt up the wood, burnt up the stones, burnt up the dust, the bull, and it even licked up the water that was in the trench. And the people, they saw this and they fell on their face before the Lord. They cried out, the Lord is God. Yes, the Lord is God. Then what did they do? They seized the prophets, all the prophets of Baal, and they killed them. God was victorious, wasn't he? He was victorious. Fire fell from heaven and consumed Elijah's altar, and the people declared, the Lord is God. And this is exactly where we're picking right back up today. The very next verse. The very next verse. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41. This is, this is literally right after all that, okay? Verse 41. It says that Elijah, someone say Elijah. He said to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink. Then he said this. For I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. Now remember, it has not rained in three and a half years. And Elijah, you think that you can hear rain coming? What you talking about? Right? There's a drought. There's, 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 there's no rain. What, where are you hearing this rain come from? I'll tell you what. My knee tells me when it's about to rain. I blew my knee out in high school playing football, and it still talks to me. Someone knows what I'm talking about. Come on. Come on. I can predict the weather. Now, because of this, right, I, I know that you can feel that it's about to rain, right? I can feel it in my knee. I, I, maybe you get a headache when it's about to rain. You, maybe, you know, you can actually, you can feel it in the, in the air, can't you? You can talk to me. You can feel it in the air. You can, I know you can feel that it's about to rain. I know that you can smell. You can smell that it's about to rain, right? right? But Elijah, he said, I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. I want you to understand that it's, it's not always about talking. It's about listening. Faith is not just about what you say. It's about what you hear. It's about what you hear. And he said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Now listen, not one drop has fallen. They're in a drought. For years, this place had been dry. They're in a drought. But he hears rain. I don't know about you, but it, in order to hear rain, you have to be able to see it, right? It, you, you at least, you have to be in close proximity to be able to hear that it's raining. And we're in, a, we're in the middle of a drought here, right? There's no rain in sight. What on earth is Elijah talking about? I hear the sound of a rainstorm. You know what I think that he's saying here? 
I think he's saying, I might not be able to see it yet, but I know that it's coming. I hear the sound of a mighty rainstorm. I might not be able to see my healing yet, but I know that it's coming. I might not be able to see that my child is coming home yet, but I know that they're coming. I might not be able to see the miracle in my life yet, but I know that it's coming. I might not be able to see it with my natural eye, but I hear, I can hear it's coming. I hear the sound of a mighty rainstorm. Can you hear it? Can you Hear it. You know, this, this, is not, this is not wishful thinking. Oh, I wish. I wish. No, this isn't wishful thinking here. It's not wishful thinking. It's, it's an act of faith. It's an act of faith. Jesus himself, he said, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Do you believe that? With God, all things are possible. Jesus said, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. And I know this. I know that God's word, it does not barely get the job done. It shall prosper in the purpose that God has for it. It's rich. It's full of life. God's word, it always succeeds and it always fulfills his purpose. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? I hear the sound of a mighty rainstorm. Let's look at that next verse. Verse 42. It says that, remember, remember, he told Ahab, go get, go get some cupie, right? <laughs> go get some cupie. Go get something to eat and drink. And verse 42 says, so Ahab went to eat and drink. Okay. Right? Now pause, look at this, look. Can we, can we look at this? Look what Elijah is doing right here. He's saying, Ahab, go, go get some food, right? Elijah, he is separating himself to pray. He's, he's separating himself. He removed himself from the crowd. He removed himself from King Ahab someone who was not a man of God and a man of prayer, he removed himself, that will preach, he removed himself from King Ahab, he removed himself from distractions, and look what he did next. It says that Elijah, he climbed to the top of Mount Carmel. He climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and he bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. He climbs back up upon the mountain. The mount, listen, this is the mountain. This is the mountain that he just called fire down from heaven. This is the same place. This time it's just him. It's just Elijah and it's his servant and he goes and he gets on his knees before God. His head is between his knees. Can I tell you, sometimes you have got to climb. 
Sometimes you have got to change your position. Sometimes you gotta get on the ground, you gotta get low to the ground, and you have to get on your face before God. Why? Well, when you get on your face before God, when you pray to him, the, the first thing that this does is it humbles you. It humbles you. When you, are, when you get on your face before the Lord and you pray to him, you're saying, God, only you are able. Only you, God, are able. That's what happened. And you know, and you know what else it does when you get on your face, when you get on your hands and knees before the Lord? It shuts out the noise. It shuts out the noise. And can I tell you, there is so much noise The season, the world that we live in, there is so much noise. Too many people have access to you. Too many people. Listen, people are coming at you through Facebook. They're coming at you through TikTok. They're coming at you through the TV. They're coming at you through, through, through the, your job. They're coming at you in your family. They are coming at you you have got to shut down that outsoid noise so that you can listen to the rain. Listen for the rain. He, Elijah, he climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and he got on his hands, his knees. His head, the Bible says his hand, head was between his knees and he was praying. Also, in order to receive a miracle, I have to jump through all of these hoops. Someone might say that. Can I tell you this quote from Mark Batterson? Mark Batterson said, your effort doesn't make a miracle happen, but your lack of effort can keep them from happening. Your effort does not make a miracle happen, but your lack of effort can keep them from happening. Why is it that we can be so disciplined in everything else but the things of God? Why? Now, I don't know about you, but like if I want to grow at something, if I, if I want to learn about something, be better at something, I dedicate time to it, right? So that I can grow, I can learn, I can, I can be better at it. We are disciplined in what we care about. But when it comes to the things of God, some of us aren't even willing to change our position. We're, we're, we're so disciplined. Listen, God, he's calling us to, to go deeper. God, he's calling us to, to draw closer to him. He's calling us to climb to the top of the mountain to shut out the noise. I know you don't see it. I, I know you don't see the rain yet. I know you don't see it with your natural eye. I know that the cows are dying. I know that the prophets are dead. I know the grass has turned brown. But in spite of everything that I see with my natural eye, in my spirit, I hear. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. 
It doesn't matter what I see. I hear it in my spirit. Come on, can we just take a minute and give God some praise right now? I'm not talking about a little golf clap. Come on, clap, 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 clap. You hear that? It sounds like rain. It sounds like rain. Clap your hands, all ye people. Clap your hands and shout with a voice of triumph. Clap, clap. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. You gotta clap. Clap until, until the enemy knows that you hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Clap until demons know that you hear the sound of a mighty rainstorm. Clap. Can you hear it? I hear it. I hear the sound of a mighty rainstorm. I'm going to climb. I'm going to climb to the top of the mountain and change my position. I'm, I am, and you got to do this sometimes. You, you have to make up your mind. You have to make up your mind. I'm going to shut down every voice, anything that contradicts what I hear in my spirit. You have to decide. Even if I have to get on my hands and my knees, my head between my knees, I will pray. Come on now. I love this. Elijah, he climbed to the top of that Mount Carmel. You know what I think he was doing? I believe that Elijah, he was positioning himself to see what was about to come. Look at this, verse 43. Elijah, he then said to his servant, he said, go out, while he's praying, right, he's, he's up there, He's praying, go out and look toward the sea. And the servant went and looked, and then he returned to Elijah, and he said, I didn't see anything. The amount of times that I have prayed for something one time and just gave up after it wasn't answered when I wanted it to be. You ever do that? Is it just me? Man. The devil will do anything that he can to get you to stop praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Here's the test. Can you be resilient without evidence? Can you be consistent without a sign? Can you, can you be faithful when it looks like it's not working? Don't let the bad news shut you down. Don't let the, the lack of evidence make you think that you were wrong and doubt what you heard in your spirit. Right, when we, when we pray, guys, when we pray and, and God doesn't respond right away, oftentimes we, we feel like we just wasted time, right? Can we be real? We, we feel like it, and maybe, maybe 
you think that when you pray, you say, you say that prayer, maybe you think that you say it and it's just like it disappears into thin air. Can I tell you, no, that is far from the truth. When we pray, when we get before God and we pray, we are in the throne room of God. When we pray, the throne room of God is in motion. When we pray, Jesus receives those prayers and Jesus himself is praying our prayers and interceding for us to the Father. Our, our prayers are not in some like heavenly queue either, right? Like I pray my prayer and he hears it and he's praying it, then he's praying yours, then he's gonna pray yours and yours and yours and everyone in the whole entire world. No, 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 no. Jesus prays them all at once. All at once. Do you know the power of prayer? Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Check this video out. At the beginning of the year during the corporate fast, God laid on my heart to pray for unsaved loved ones, specifically my grandfather. This is a man who many people have prayed for over the years, um, including myself, uh, someone who has never served the Lord and lived a life of sin. Every time that I met him or visited with him, he was either drunk or in trouble with the law or fighting with someone. As I was praying one morning, my five-year-old son Jackson walked in and overheard me, and he has never met my grandfather and became very concerned that he would never get a chance to meet him. So he decided he was going to pray that my grandfather would be saved so that he could meet him in heaven. And so as we were praying through the fast, my mom had to go down to Florida. My grandfather had a fall and was in there in the nursing home. And while she was there, she had many conversations with him about the Lord, but he was very turned off. And so... The last day of the fast, Jackson was up through the night crying and praying and just very concerned that he would never get a chance to meet my grandfather and that he wouldn't be saved. And so Sunday morning I woke up, we got ready for church. We were on the way to church and I felt the Holy Spirit say, today is the day. So I sent a text to my mom just letting her know that Jackson and I had been up through the night praying and that we felt like today was the day that my grandfather would be saved and asking her if she would ask him one more time. And so I sat through service praying, and as they were closing out morning service and people were giving their hearts to the Lord here, my grandfather gave his heart to the Lord, and I got a, t a picture of him and my mom, and it just said, he said yes. And this is not only a testament to my prayers being answered, but my five-year-old son Jackson's prayers and my great-grandmother's prayers, who prayed many years for her children to be saved, and even in faith purchased a seat in a building program at her church, believing that each one of her children and grandchildren would be in it. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on now! Sarah heard it! Sarah heard it, and her little boy! heard the sound oh my goodness that is a sermon for a whole nother day it was because Sarah was leading the way and her little boy saw what she was doing and he started to break can you catch that someone needs to catch that today 
Oh, family, if we are wanting to experience the full effect of prayer, we have to pray with endurance. We have to pray with endurance. Romans 12, 12, it says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Elijah, he said to his servant, go, go look. Look out towards the sea. And what did, what did he do? He went to look and he came back, oh, nothing. I didn't see anything. This happened seven times. Seven times he told him to go and look. One of Satan's greatest fears is when a believer continues to pray even when it feels like it is not working. When it feels like it. Seven times he sent him back. He sent his servant back. And you know, I wondered when I was looking and studying through this, I wondered why, like, how can the man who called down fire from heaven with one call, now he has to send his servant back seven times to get rain? And I suddenly realized that it was never all about the fire. The the thing that you easily defeat is not your battle. The, the thing that you speak to once and it burns up, that is not your fight. Your real fight is the thing that you've got to climb the mountain and you've got to put your head between your knees and you gotta pray about your real fight, it takes determination. It takes endurance. Your real fight, it takes overcoming the tendency to go by how you feel. How you feel. Can I tell you, there are going to be times when, you, when you're getting in the presence of God, when you pray, when you go to the altar, when you worship, there's gonna be times when you don't feel anything. There's also gonna be times when you're, when you're not feeling anything, but the person next to you is clearly feeling something. Clearly feeling something, right? That does not mean that you stop. It doesn't mean that you stop just if you don't feel it, right? Being Listen to this, being hungry for God, it means, being hungry for more of God, it means going after him even when your tummy isn't growling. Being hungry for more of God means going after him even when your tummy isn't growling. Just the other morning, I had a time like this. I woke up getting ready to pray and do, do my devotions, spend time with the Lord, and I was so tired. I was so tired. I was yawning, I was yawning so much. I was like, and I'd lose my spot. It was like that. I was that tired. I had to reread multiple times. Listen, that did not excuse me to stop praying and stop Spending time with the Lord. It didn't excuse me. Don't stop. 
Poke your neighbor and say, don't stop. Don't stop. Rick DeBose, he said, guys, some days it is discipline and it is work. It's discipline and it's work. And some days it is glory upon glory. My meemaw, she used to say, oh, those feelings, those goosebumps that you get, that's just icing on the cake. That's just icing on the cake. Listen, your feelings might move you, but only faith will move God. Don't stop. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? I hear the sound of a mighty rainstorm. Seven times this happened, and Elijah, he sent his servant out seven times, and he looked out over the sea while Elijah prayed. And then the Bible says in verse 44, finally, the seventh time his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Elijah, he saw the rain cloud the size of a man's hand. I'm a man. This is my hand. This is how big the cloud was. That's not big. Have you seen clouds? <laughs> this is how big it was. But you gotta understand that this is a defining moment right now when he looks up and he sees there's a cloud the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. This is a defining moment. How you respond to small answers will determine your destiny. Oh, come on now. How you respond to the small answers, it will determine your destiny. The cloud of the, of, of the size of a man's hand, it would have made somebody get down off that mountain. That's it? That's it? That's all? It, there's no, it didn't work. It didn't work. But you know what, Elijah, he got up, he saw that cloud, he got up and he looked and he said, that's it, that's it, that's it right there. Because by prayer, he knew that more was coming. He knew that the drought was going to end and a mighty rainstorm was coming. Look at this, 44B. Then Elijah, he shouted when he saw that cloud. Hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home because if you don't hurry, the rain is gonna stop you and the skies went black and the lightning begins to flash and thunder begins to roll and all of a sudden there's rain, a massive amount of rain. It started out small, but it went from a sprinkle to a downpour, a torrential rain. Do you hear that? Listen to that. That's what your healing sounds like. Come on now. That's what restoration sounds like. That's what hope 
sounds like. That's what forgiveness sounds like. That's what deliverance sounds like. That's what a fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost sounds like. Come on. I hear the sound of a mighty rainstorm. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Tune in to God's voice. Shut out the noise. Tune in. Listen. Tune into his voice. Climb to the top of that mountain. Position yourself. Position yourself. Get on your knees before God and pray. Thank you again for tuning in with us today. To hear more messages or to learn more about LFC, head over to limafirst.church.